This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. This is, in fact, Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst, company from the Diocese of Duluth with my co-host, Cindy Jennings. And we are broadcasting live from Stella Maris Academy, St. James Campus. And we went from uh, controversial topics in the last session with the straight talk to more controversy in this next section where we have Andrew Hilliker, who's the, oh. the, the president of Stella Maris Academy. Andrew, welcome to Real Presence Live. I expected no other introduction, <laughs> Father. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to be on the radio with Real Presence and just to share the good news about Stella Maris Academy and Catholic education. Well, first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Because, I mean, you've been on Real Presence Live, but not since you've been in Duluth. Right. I, the last time I was on Real Presence uh, Live was when I was living in Fargo-Moorhead, and I accepted the position as president of Stella Maris Academy, and I was on Real Presence to talk about what that next venture looked like for me. Really? So, really? Yeah. What, did you have any clue? <laughs> no, I didn't, and yeah. I'll talk about that yeah, here yeah. shortly. <laughs> okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that one. Yes. You know, so a, a little bit about who I am. I, uh, I grew up in a rural community in western Nebraska, and uh, life took me to Fargo-Moorhead. I am... Uh, Went to college there, uh, both my undergrad and, and graduate school, and that's where my my life really began to to change, and my especially my faith life. Um, I I did not grow up Catholic, and so uh, Catholic education was the evangelizer for me. And uh, it's a it's a bit of an interesting story. Um, I spent a, a short stint teaching um, in the public school, and it was a good experience for me. Um, but it, as I was returning to grad school, I, I couldn't continue my position teaching in the public school based on where the, the town it was in. So I, I left that position and was going to just be a substitute teacher for a year. And I don't say just as demeaning the position because, boy, we need subs. So if you're listening and are in Duluth and would like to be a substitute teacher, give us a call. Um, but I got a phone call from St. Joe's School in Moorhead, and it was the middle of September. Uh, and the principal was reaching out. They were in, in dire need of an additional fifth grade teacher. And she got my name from a friend of a friend. And uh, she said, we, we are wondering if you'd be interested in teaching in the mornings. And I said, I'm a high school uh, teacher and a, a Lutheran, so I'm probably not the best candidate for the open position that you have. But thanks anyway. Uh, a few days later, Monsignor Mike Foltz, who uh, was the the pastor there at St. Joe's, later the vicar general and now pastor at Sacred Heart East Grand Forks, uh, called me and asked if I'd at least come in and meet with him. So I did, and I had never met a Catholic priest before. That was uh, the first time for me. And I sat down in his office, and uh, he, he said, we need, we need somebody who uh, is engaging and wants to work with kids, and it's part-time, and it's a one-year gig, and if you can support the teachings of the church, and if you can live your faith, then we want we want you. And I, I tried to convince him it was a bad decision, just because I'm a high school teacher. And, and now, were you Catholic. married at that point? No. Okay. No, I was fresh out of college, uh, and I, Monsignor Mike is one of those people that reminds me a lot of Father Rich Kunst. I think he knows <laughs> what he guy, wants really guy, before yeah. he even yes. before you know what he wants. <laughs> yeah. But I left his office with a signed contract in hand really? and keys to a classroom, and I walked over to the school. And uh, it, it was a bit surreal uh, because I had never uh, thought I would be in an elementary classroom, but even more so in a Catholic school. And 
the the real uh, impact happened a few months into the school year. Uh, I had just a just a remarkable group of students, and and every teacher can say there's that one group that they remember. And this group of fifth graders, uh, just just the most uh, dynamic and genuine. Uh, hardworking group of students that I that I've been able to work with in one classroom setting, but it was a hard year. We had a, a, one of our students uh, who will actually be ordained a priest, I believe, next year. His mom died that year. Her name was Roberta Johnson. And for the listeners in Fargo Moorhead, uh, if if you've been involved in parish life in that community, you know Roberta Johnson. She was a force to be reckoned with. Um, in, in living out her faith. Uh, but she tragically died uh, of cancer that first year. And I, I was sitting, you know, with my class, seeing this uh, transpire. And I just remember thinking, as, as hard as this is for this family and this community, I almost felt guilty because I was benefiting from the experience of what a true faith community looks like mm-hmm. and being able to be part of that. And so that that was kind of the first uh, aha moment for me on what a Catholic community can do and look like. And um, it, it was April of that first year of me being at St. Joe's. I thought, how do I go tell Monsignor Mike that I don't want to leave um, <laughs> without him, uh-huh. you know, kind of giving me that grief about, you know, we got you here and now you're going to stay. And uh, the Holy Spirit guided guided me because the the homeroom teacher for the income for the sixth graders uh, she was moving to Sioux Falls and so they offered me a, a year two position as, with the same kids with the same kids oh wow so I got to to stay with them for a whole another year and so we we continued to grow very close and um, through that year the seventh grade homeroom teacher went on to seminary that year. Uh, Father, who's now Father Nate Brunn, who's a associate pastor at St. Joe's in Moorhead. So I continued on with them in seventh grade as home. Really? Room. So oh you had three goodness. years? Three these? years with That's them. And, and I don't think they were too uh, disappointed. I think it was mutually, yeah. we were we were happy to be together. And then I arm wrestled Mrs. Gross, the eighth grade homeroom teacher, to have them their fourth year, but I lost. Oh. So, <laughs> um, so I sent them off to her in eighth grade for homeroom. But uh, in that time, those those four years at St. Joe's as teacher, I I just again and again saw what that community of Christ looked like, and not that I, I was very blessed as a child growing up in a loving home with a with a faith life, but to to have uh, what the the Catholic faith brings in the setting of a school was something that I had never experienced before. So my third year there, there was our my classroom was next door to the library. And uh, Kathy Bjorkland is the RCIA director, and she was hosting RCIA. And I didn't want to sign up for RCIA, but I wanted to learn more. So I would sit in the computer lab where I could be in earshot and and take part in the classes. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, uh, between her and Monsignor Mike and this the, the really faithful group of teachers there at St. Joe's, they shepherded me into the church. And and then in, in conjunction with that, at the same time, I met my now wife, who uh, is from the St. Cloud area, and she's a school psychologist uh, for Duluth Public Schools now. Oh. So, so it was actually, it literally was Catholic schools that brought you into the church? Wholeheartedly. Yeah, that's Wholeheartedly. Oh, that's great. I, and I, I'm the, the, the most vocal advocate that... Uh, our Catholic schools are are the most effective 
means of which we can share the good news, share the faith. We can bring families in who are Catholic and help them live their faith and build the domestic church. But even for those that are not Catholic, the Catholic school is the place that people can come together and surround themselves in a community that I just described. I mean, like you, you know, I'm a product of public schools. And when I became the the pastor at St. John's, which is now part of Mm -hmm. Stella Maris Academy, I became a full-fledged believer 100% big time in the, in our Catholic schools. And I got angry at my parents for not sending me there. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, it's like 35 years later. It's like, why didn't you guys send me? It's like, it's such an incredible blessing. And, and, and you know, I mean, unless you're in it, I, I always used to tell people, the more you volunteer, the more you're going to fall in love with it. The more you're in these schools, the more you're in the classrooms, the more you're going to fall in love with it. And I think that still holds true. It, it absolutely does. There, there's a, whether you're volunteering or employee, or if you're just a supporter of Catholic education through time, talent, or treasure, there's a, a place for everybody to support and be part of, of what our school's missions are. And whether you're in Duluth or Hibbing or Rochester or Moorhead, um, there's Catholic education that's more alive right now and more excitement in our communities right now than I've, ex- I've seen in my 10, 12 years in Catholic education. Well, and we were, um, I can't remember if this uh, must have been with the bishop, is that, um, uh, or some, maybe when we were just talking, Cindy, that um, we have, over, is it over 100 new families at Stella Maris we Academy? 123 new families that's last insane. count at Stella Maris this <laughs> that's, year. That's incredible. An increase in enrollment of upwards to 100 students, I believe 80 new, 80 students more than we had last school year. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, the thing is that it, it's such a blessing of the Holy Spirit because in most of the years that I've been in Catholic schools, it's it's we've been like we're trying to keep the ship up, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to keep it afloat. But now we're like it's the exact opposite. It is, and and you know, I, I think COVID mo- mobilized a lot of that for families to discern what their options are. But the reality is that opened a window, and there was this trepidation around the state and in our schools that well, once COVID subsides. Will there be an exodus out? And we're not seeing that. We're seeing quite the opposite. We're seeing families realizing what exists and a desire to to continue to be part of it and a desire to share with their friends and neighbors that there's an alternative. Yeah, and I think that as as years go on, our culture is showing that there is a, a, a true need of, of difference. You know, I mean, we are different. More and more, it's become more and more obvious that we are different than the public schools. I'm not going to sit here and slam the public schools. That's not the point. But there is that alternative that is clearly different. There is. You know, uh, and, and I, I too, uh, I believe we're stronger if we have good options for education in our community. So I, I'm not here to slam any other school institution, but the reality is, as a Catholic school, we get to focus on a narrower, more specific uh, reality of truths and goodness and, and, and what education is meant to be. Um, the parents are the first educators. And, and if we get to partner with parents, there's that connection there that we have. When that exists, you know, the, the potential is endless. The opportunity is endless. What we can do in forming our, our kids. Yeah. It's indeed exciting times in Catholic education in general, but in a particular way here in uh, Duluth, Minnesota with Stella Maris Academy. And we've been talking to Andrew Hilliker, the president of Stella Maris. We'll continue this conversation uh, shortly after this very brief break, which is going to start right this minute now. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. Thank you for continuing to listen. I'm Father Richard Kuntz, along with Cindy Jennings, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We've been talking to Andrew Hilliker, the president of Stella Maris Academy, about all things Catholic schools. And what an exciting morning, first day of school, um, so no perfect time than to have him on right now. Um, can you could let us kind of uh, know what's going on uh, with the new high school, maybe how this morning went, but also... You know, what you guys have, I know it's only one grade, but what kind of um, things are you looking at? I know there's different sports that are there, some aren't, or. Yeah. I will give you the depth of information on Stellamars Academy and High School. I I should take one brief step back for the listeners that were tuning in. Um, I had said I was not Catholic uh, when I started at St. Joe's, and then I. I, I ended my story with uh, not becoming Catholic, but I, I did. Be- RCIA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did become Catholic um, in the uh, at the Easter Vigil. Uh, the it would be 2014, uh, 2013, excuse me, um, oh. and became principal at St. Joe's, where I was principal for. Yeah, I believe eight years, and then transitioned into the director of schools for the Diocese of Crookston for the final uh, couple years there, which is when I then trans uh, uh, moved over to the Diocese of Duluth to take on Stella Maris Academy. And and, uh, and the yeah. thing, and, and not to interrupt you, but you, you know, so I was part of the interview um, mm-hmm. committee that was interviewing all the candidates for the position, and and we as a as a committee made it very clear that our goal for our first, you know, not our first, but the next president 
was a high school. Mm-hmm. So this has always been on the radar. This is the high school. So we haven't had one for a long time. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, comes to Cindy's question about what's going on at Stella starting today. And I, I have to take a step back when I think about the, when I accepted the position at Stella Mars Academy in April of 21, I, I came up for the second interview and it was a true Duluth spring snowstorm. And I thought, God, is this, are you telling me that this is not where I'm supposed to be at right now? But the Holy Spirit continued to direct and guide, and uh, and um, I'm just so blessed to be here uh, at Stella Maris. Um, when I accepted the position, I knew that I had an academy that uh, I would be responsible for, but the primary objective would be for me to create and develop a high school program. And I, I'm very aware that in the, this community there has been work over the last 40 years of people putting in remarkable amount of work and inter- time and energy and prayer into f- to bringing back Catholic high school education. So it's very humbling for me to come in and, and be on, on this end of it. Um, one of the things after I accepted the position at Stella Maris that I, I just really began to pray about is where am I going to put a high school? I learned that the academy was experiencing enrollment growth and that our campuses were not flush with empty space, but rather we were we were filling any uh, open seats that we had. And uh, I started on July 1st of 2021. Father Seth Goglin called me on June 28th of 2021. So just a few days before I started, uh, we were on a camping trip with my family. He said, I wanted to ask your thoughts about uh, the potential purchase of a property next to St. John's. It's a large building that could house the high school and was once part of the Diocese of Duluth. And I said, well, let's, let's, let's initiate. I would support that. I had no idea the expansiveness of the building and the project at hand. And even when I got to Duluth and was able to go visit the what is now our high school, um, there were a lot of hurdles that stood in front of us. Uh, so to give the listeners a bit of perspective, uh, the, the, the property that we purchased is about 135 acres in the Woodland neighborhood of East Duluth. Um, it's got multiple buildings, but the primary building is a 90,000 square foot facility that was built in 1909 in collaboration with the Diocese of Duluth and the sisters at St. Scholastica. And it uh, served as St. James Children's Home for uh, nearly 65 years. And in 1971, it, the diocese sold the, the property to what became known as the Woodland Hills Youth and Family Services. And it was a place that was important in this community, uh, serving troubled youth for 50-plus for years. Uh, for various reasons, the the hills, what they became known as, uh, closed their operations uh, quite unexpectedly and a huge surprise to the community in June of 2021. And so that's what mobilized Stella to inquire about the property. One, its proximity to our St. John's campus, but then its rich history within the church. It just seemed too good to be true. Um, and th- there were hurdles in in front of us, however. One, we had to find four-plus million dollars to make this purchase. Um, we also had a reality that... Uh, well, I'll give you an example and a, a brief funny story. Uh, we had to have a, a land survey done to address any encroachments or easements to the 135 acres. And the surveyor came out to the property and said, I'm going to tell you right now, Andrew, with a property this size, with so many adjacent private properties, 
and not having turned over ownership for so long, there's probably going to be a lot of easements and encroachments on the property that you're going to have to deal with. And while it may not be a big deal, it's going to cost time and money, attorney fees, et cetera, to, to manage that. Well, a few days later, he came back and he said, I, I can't believe it, but there is one encroachment on this property. And I said, okay, well, let's hear it. How much or, you know, how many, much of our land is being encroached upon? And it, it's minimal and it, it's St. John's Parish. That's, that's the only <laughs> encroachment on if the property. If I was property. the pastor, I would have sued you so, so bad. It's the other way around, Father oh, okay, okay, So okay. I, I'm trying to negotiate right. with Father Seth Goglin on uh, what the cost will be for him. But uh, that, that's one example of so many. And, and we have co- a community that just is so supportive. We were able to to raise four, over $4 million in the matter of weeks to purchase this property with outright with no debt and or, or using any of our general reserves. Well, and the so. thing is that if you, were to, if you were to build something like what we got, it would have been $40 million. At <laughs> least. I mean, it, it, so yeah. we, we have a 90,000 square foot building that's got an industrial kitchen, a cafeteria. It's locked down. It's got, I mean, it, 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 it literally has everything to operate a school. And so now we're in the process and have been since we closed in October of adjusting the building so it accommodates classroom spaces for a school. Um, because so that, it was, is a residential place right, mostly. It, it was mostly dorms. And uh, so we're, we're now, actually originally there were classrooms in there. So we're returning it back to, uh, similar to its original state. So um, brings us to today. Renovations are still underway. We had cautious optimism for a September 1st move-in date, which oh, really? labor oh, no. shortage, supply shortage, the, you, 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 you know, the, the dog and pony show with all of that business. But um, the demolition is almost done and we are well in, underway with the renovations. So we have a, a tentative move-in date of late November, early December. However, the building had an addition uh, in 2008, that is really, I mean, it's a beautiful 35,000 square foot addition to the building. It's got classroom space, offices. So the temporary space for students, our incoming freshman group, it, it could not be more ideal. It, it, it's it's equipped, prepared, new. It, it's clean. It's great. So I've, I've been oh, doing God. this. I've been doing this priesthood gig for a while now, and, and not too many times have I seen the hand of God so clearly involved in what's happened over the last year, year and a half with our high school. Everything that we've talked about so far, and so I just want to put a little bit of a plug out there of people that are listening. It's like it's not cheap. You know, we're we're doing a lot of renovations, and obviously renovations cost a lot of money. And so, if you want to support Stellamaris Academy in truly taking out uh, and carrying out the the clearest work of God that I've seen in my priest or among them, uh, contact me. Contact Stellamaris Academy. We are here for uh, looking for people's charity because we are definitely in need right now. We are. We are. And uh, not only would I invite you to consider supporting Stellamaris in that regard, but if you're from Duluth or in Duluth and you believe in the mission of Catholic education, uh, I would personally love to show you around this campus and what we're what we're striving and will create over the next few months and years. Over 120 new families, a new high school, uh, a building that in essence fell in our lap that shouldn't have been that used to be in the Catholic school. Things are moving here, and so it's it's super exciting and it's exciting. Tell me a little bit of, or tell the listeners a little bit about how this morning went. Yeah, so we welcomed in our freshman class this year. Uh, each year moving forward, we'll add a grade. So. 
beginning fall of 23, we'll have ninth and 10th grade, and then fall of 24, 11th, and fall of 25, we'll have the full high school program, 9 through 12. Um, this morning was surreal, uh, beautiful. It almost brought a tear to my eye because there, we have been working so hard preparing the space and preparing for this day to actually see students walk in with their uniforms, their backpacks. Uh, it, it, it was just what we have been, I have been dreaming about for the last few months. And so we started uh, the morning in the cafeteria uh, where we had refreshments and invited Bishop Felton to come in. Uh, he provided a blessing on the students and the and the space for the school year, um, and it was it was really kind of neat. We had the students go up to some of the demolition area, and there's a blank canvas wall that each student signed their name on. And I told them, "You'll never see this again because it will be covered up soon. But you have to know it'll always exist. Your names will always be on this wall. You are not only the very first high school students at Stella Morris Academy." Uh, but you will be forever in this building too. Uh, and so we took a picture of that. And my next thing that I'm waiting for is when that wall is done to place that framed picture up, uh, oh, cool. up on the wall yeah, and be, be able, cool. be able to see that come full circle. So, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's, I mean, this whole community, the Catholic community for sure has been waiting for this day for 50 years. They have the, the Catholic community has been, and, and I, I spoke a little bit ago about, you know, I'm humbled for the fact that, I'm new to Duluth. I've been here for one year, and I keep reminding myself that I, I'm on the, the end of this opening. There have been people working so hard and praying so reverently for Catholic high school in this community for so long, and I, I don't ever want to lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. But, but there's also people that's not necessarily part of the Catholic community, but in our community, who are so excited about this. Right. There, there are... Um, there are former residents of the Hills Youth and Family Services. There are people that did not find the right home in the public school or the other non-public schools in town. They may not be Catholic, but they see an opportunity. We're attainable. We're not, our mission doesn't allow us to tell families we're not going to support them being here for financial reasons Amen. or because their child learns differently. We're, we're here doing the work of God and bringing kids closer to Christ yeah. in everything that we do. And so the Catholic community is excited and, and motivated but our greater community is too in this in in the Duluth area for another option for high school. Oh, that's great! That's well, uh, it's all exciting. Thank you very much for uh, being on the air, and it's it's exciting just talking about it. And I hope to get up there either today or tomorrow. So, uh, thank you, Andrew, for all your work and God's blessing and what you're going to do for the school year and the next school year and how it's going to look for our high school. I appreciate being on today and and sharing with everybody in the Real Presence Radio listening network and. If you're in Duluth or make a trip to Duluth, um, look us up because I'd love to show you the excitement in, in person. It's so. impressive. All right. After, uh, well, thank you again, Andrew. After thank this you. quick break, we'll talk to Monica Hendrickson for a wrap-up of what the Vatican unveiled was and what it might be yet to come after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 